1: Rashawn McDonald, Money Making Conversations, here we go. Welcome to Money Making Conversations. I am your host, Rashawn McDonald. Money Making Conversations participating in the Voorhees College Streamathon. The goal for the Streamathon is to raise $1 million for the college during these unusual pandemic times. We're trying to get the word out nationally. So, the show that you're watching right now or hearing right now is airing on the radio station from 4 to 6 p.m. on November 29th. The actual Streamathon will occur December 1st, which is Tuesday. I got a lot of great guests. I actually got the chair person, the official chair of the show today. I'm interviewing her. Her name is Joe Marie Payton. Miss Payton is a human rights activist and four-time NAACP Image Award nominee. She attended Albany State. I'm in Atlanta. That's right down the road. And in honor of her mother, she started the Frankie Payton Scholarship Fund at Albany State College. Please welcome to Money Making Conversations. I'm going to call her a dear friend. Because we've been in different parties together, different red carpets together. Please welcome to Money Making Conversation on behalf of Voorhees College, the Streamathon, Joe Marie Payton.
2: Hello, Rashawn. How are you, sweetie?
1: <laughs> I'm going good. First of all, you know. Well, no, first of all, let me ask you something, Rashawn. Yes, sir. Are you staying safe? I, I'm, I, I, let me tell you something. I do eat a lot of dessert, so I scare people because I eat my dessert before my dinner. I'm an award-winning baker, Joe Marie, may not know that. If you follow my food Facebook, you'll get hungry, because I love to post food. My staff, yesterday for my staff, because I just bought a new building in Atlanta, I'm very proud to say that Uh life has been good to me. Okay. Thank you. And I made them um, some collard greens. This is at my office now, because I have a full kitchen at my office. Collard greens with cornbread. I served Uh them this. Collard greens with cornbread, red Uh beans over white rice, and then I had some fajita strips chicken and beef and then I have some flour tortillas that those an the option they can have a little Mexican mm. feast with sour creams, uh, mixed cheese, uh uh some pico de gallo. Right. So ahead, now, I'm ahead, just ahead, telling that you how I roll. How Rashawn McDonald rolls in Atlanta, Georgia. When you come down here, you're gonna know you gonna a meal can be served. So if you come here's the beauty, Joe Marie. If you come by my office, you say I'm hungry, you're talking to the wrong person, because I could deliver.
2: I know that, but I know you George, I was born in Georgia. Absolutely. So down, I can throw down too. So oh, oh we're gonna oh, talk a little oh, bit oh. more about Joe, get Joe Marie, one day. don't you don't Joe Marie? Joe, Joe you.
1: stop here, stop here. So we're gonna have we will talk. Joe Marie, what you ain't gonna do. I know we're doing the stream a thumb. You're not uh-huh. gonna come on my little show, Money Making Conversation, and use the word throw down. You know, <laughs> I, I I'm gonna tell you something, Joe Marie. I'm legendary, I am on Facebook. People I know, know. I walk through the airport, they might know you to be a television star, singer, finger. People say, Mr. Baker, Mr. Baker, that's the, they don't even know me. They don't even know I do motivation right. on money made right. conversation, right. Mr. Baker, right. Mr. Baker. Right. And so, so I'm just that's letting that's you know,
2: Mr. Baker. Mr. Baker,
1: Mr. Baker, that's what they call me, Mr. Baker. So when you say the word throw down, it really kind of offends me because they make it make because you don't know who you're talking to. You don't know who you're talking to. And so so I would throw this I would throw it back to you classy, but I had to step oh, yeah. to you. I'd step to you. Had to step to I you. To to
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> so Joe Marie, okay, you are yeah. the chair, how did all that come about for Voorhees? I know you're a graduate of Alabama State College, which is an HBCU. Yeah. Voorhees is an HBCU as well. We all know wow. a lot of donations were given out during uh, this year to uh a lot of the colleges, and a lot of wow. it's 104. HBCU mm-hmm. colleges. So a lot of right. people know, don't know that donation didn't spread to every college. So why mm-hmm. did you become a part of this? And when did you step on board?
2: Well, you know something, Rashawn, whew, I don't know, maybe for the last 30 years or so, mm-hmm. I've been out there uh, supporting all the, you know, HBCUs. Mm-hmm. Uh, but my main my my main one, my baby was old, always Albany State, which is where, that's my hometown, Albany mm-hmm. State. And uh, uh, because I was born there. Mm-hmm. I felt like mm-hmm. my mom and dad and my family and I wanted to get back. So it actually started there. So I was with Albany State, I think, ten years, pretty much ten years. Right. For mm-hmm. ten years, Delta Airlines would donate like ten first class tickets, and mm-hmm. I would fly my friends in: Tim Reed, Don Lewis, uh, <laughs> Reggie, my whole Family Matters cast. Everybody would come in, mm-hmm. and we would leave that um, Friday morning, fly in. And we would be there that Saturday and uh-huh. leave out on that Sunday. We had a whole weekend of fundraising uh-huh. to, to raise college uh, funds. And I personally, myself, always gave away four scholarships, this two man. males uh-huh. and two females. Uh-huh. But uh-huh. it actually started with me. I'm one of nine kids. I'm the oldest daughter. Uh-huh. And uh, I had six brothers and two sisters, but okay. I am number two in one.
3: Uh-huh.
2: And I remember in 1968, when I graduated here in Miami, because I was raised in Miami, all my friends that went off to college, they went to FAMU and Old own cook and, You know, those are the schools coming from Miami. Those are the main <laughs> schools you went to. We didn't have Florida Memorial at that time. Florida Memorial came later. That's our historical college field here. Mm-hmm. And I remember standing under my, my in front of my, my mom's house under the tree, and I was crying like a baby. I wanted to go to college so bad, I did not know what to do. Mm-hmm. But my mom was on welfare, and she was raising us by herself, and I— I went in the house crying and I promised my mother, I said, if I ever get to a point where I leave, I'm gonna send ten kids to school. She <laughs> said, Ten. I said, Yes. She said, Why well, ten? I, I said, for the nine of us in one year, I said, because you should not be able, you think it should not be where you can't go to school because you don't have the money to go to school. You know, right. I wanted to go. Mm-hmm. I know I'm smart, I was talented, and strangely enough, I was offered a scholarship uh in art. Mm-hmm. But I did not know and my mother did not know. So this is where the other part comes in. You gotta know, you gotta go to those. Those um, what when they had the the summits and all that stuff, parents mm-hmm. have to go with kids because mm-hmm. you don't know. My mother didn't know, and I didn't know either. I could have gone into college on that scholarship and switched later. I didn't know that. Uh, why? Mm-hmm. So was a lot of stuff I didn't know. Mm-hmm. All I did know was that I was on a mission to make sure that not one kid who wanted to go to school would feel like I felt that way. Right. And so. 10 led to 20, led to 30, led to 100. <laughs> and I think last time I might have about, been about 250 or something like that. Congratulations. But like I told them, what I give you, I call a jump start, And I can't go out there and give you all that money like all the folks. Mm-hmm. But I would give you $5,000 or $4,000 to get you in there. Mm-hmm. Once you get in there, you find out where the rest of that money is. Because there's some more money in there. You got to look for it. Okay? Absolutely. So, so you got to look for it. Mm-hmm. And then on top of that, when you get in there, you make sure that we don't have to double up on you because you didn't pass a class. There you go. There if you go. get in there. You better pass every class there is. Mm-hmm. Now, strangely enough, I'm gonna tell you something. I worked with uh, Dr. Prince Brown, because Dr. Prince Brown was at Auburn State at that time, mm-hmm. and I think Dr. Bronson was was the president then. Mm-hmm. But I worked also with FAMU, and I worked with Thune Cookman, I worked with uh, Texas Southern, I worked with uh, um, Virginia Union, all of them. I've been on all the campuses and stuff. So for me, it's, it's going to always be a heartthrob for me, you know, to make sure that anybody that really wants to go to school or want to continue their education mm-hmm. can do that. Mm-hmm. And I know that boys, along with all the other HBCUs, they need the funds. They always need the funds. Mm-hmm. You know, I, in, in this era that we're in now with this COVID-19 and stuff, a lot of things have changed. Now we're in a new normal. So right. I'm not specific about exactly what it is they need. Right. I just know that they need the funds to get whatever it is. Right. Because I don't know what the studies are, what all the main studies are now, because our world has changed and we are virtually in a virtual world with a lot of technology going on.
1: That's
3: right. So
2: I'm assuming that we need technical equipment. Mm-hmm. We mm-hmm. need, we we need uh, um, uh, professors and, and the teachers for lack of a better word. Uh, we need administrators that can come in back and teach that they have to have salaries. We mm-hmm. have to have labs, mm-hmm. you know, and we have to have even promotional money because we have to make a kid excited about learning. Right, right. Excited about achieving, excited about being a part of where we are now in the world. We are in, we need the engineers. We need the look at look at the wonderful people that went up in space. Look at the astronauts. Look at them. And look how diverse they work. You know, mm. we 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 need scientists, doctors. Well, COVID us we need a lot of doctors, right? So we Absolutely. need a medical professional. We're, we're in new normal. Right. So, and it's not supposed to stop. Learning is not supposed to stop.
1: Right. Let me ask you this. So she was bragging about nine kids, nine sisters, nine kid, children. I come from uh-huh. a family of nine. Okay. Uh-huh. Six sisters, two brothers. See, again, Joe Marie, but you're not going to come on my show and try to upstage me. <laughs> you. you know what I'm saying? You know, you you're gonna throw that nine. out like I, it was going to be a number that was going to be matched. I can match uh, that, you know. My parents, yeah. they was out there populating too. They were populating uh, too, okay? But, it,
2: but it's, a, it's a lovely thing. It's a lovely thing, you know. And I only have one daughter. And I never will forget. My daughter came home from college. She was going to BUU at the time. Mm-hmm. She started in California going to school. That's where she was born and raised. Mm-hmm. And she came home for of Thanksgiving. That's, what that's like right now, this time. Mm-hmm. And I met her at the airport, Now I'm so happy to see her. Because she, like I say, she's my only child. Three thousand miles away trying to get away from me. Mm-hmm. But she jumped on my bed <laughs> and she said, Mama, what does it feel like to have brothers and sisters? And my heart skipped a beat. Mm-hmm. I felt so bad. I said, it feels wonderful. It's it's Chantelle, It's what she said, because every time something happened, Uncle Michael, Uncle Frank, and Uncle Tommy, Uncle Johnny, that just, said, everybody just gets together. She said, I remember we needed to paint the house. And you guys had the house painting three hours because everybody was painting and tape it. In. Mm-hmm. So that kind of thing. But my heart skipped a beat. And I I felt really bad because my mom had said to have two kids. Mm -hmm. And I I was busy with my career along with the fact that I had gestational diabetes when I had her. I just didn't want to go through that. Mm -hmm. But if I had to regret something in my life, that would be the one thing that I would regret that I didn't have another child. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, I, I, I can I can like agree the, with you. Another natural child. Now, uh, mm-hmm. I got a, bu- got a bunch of kids yeah, Absolutely, now, absolutely, all absolutely, of, all absolutely. All <laughs> I not that mine, yours and nobody else, they mine. Like there's uh, 200 at, uh, the 200
1: at Albany College, you know. And I, I can agree. Like I said, I, I come from a big family. Uh, mm-hmm. uh my, my parents, my father, the truck driver, you know, third uh-huh. grade education. Mom graduated from high school. And mm-hmm. uh, we live in a two-bedroom shotgun house. You know, mm-hmm. that's what I was born in. I was born yeah. in it. And so, yeah. and so my whole thing not my, I have one daughter just like you. We, 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 have such a strong kinship. It's amazing yeah. to, to have to bring all this out in the conversation. And and mm-hmm. and so, and I've had that. I wish I could have given, but I was tied up traveling because oh, I, right. I started out in this career as a stand up comedian. So I was always on the road before I started Uh writing sitcoms and family. Uh You know, I wrote uh, I wrote uh, uh, The Parenthood. I wrote uh, Sister, Sister. Uh, I wrote uh, the the Jamie Foxx show, The Parkers. And then I started managing Steve, Uh Steve Harvey in 2000. And the rest is history from that standpoint of me being producing and doing a lot of high profile events. But one Uh thing I didn't go to an HBCU school, but I've always had a kinship for creating change and also giving people uh, information. This was just about information. There's a Streamathon that Voorhees is having us to promote, and like I said, it's yes. aired today, but uh, December second, which is December first, which is Tuesday, mm-hmm. is the actual Streamathon, and we're trying wow. to raise a million dollars, and and we're using our skill set, yeah, our popularity. We're gonna we get it, get... and I, and I, I, I know now. Right Like I said, uh, Don Lewis has been uh, participating in this. You no know, Killer uh-huh. Mike is participating in this, but Kari uh-huh. Sellers is participating, and you are the yeah. chair, Joe Marie Payton. Yeah. So yeah. so we got the queen, the queen. The Queen. So, 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 you know, you know your country just like me, because I was born in Houston, Texas. I'm still in Atlanta, Georgia. I may have lived in New York, Chicago, uh-huh. LA, but I'm a country boy. I what? love baked banana pudding. I love uh-huh. red beans and rice. I can actually cook cornbread. Ooh. I like to throw a little sweet corn in there sometimes, you know, just to, just to mess it up a little bit. But uh-huh. should, so let's go back to the third hour statement that you had, Joe Marie, because see, well, I, well, this is what we're going to do, because we got Zoom now. Joe Marie. And so uh-huh. I already told you I got a kitchen in my office. Okay. So uh-huh. one day it's going to be soon. That may be before the end of the year. We're going to uh-huh. zoom you in the kitchen. Uh-huh. I'm going to be in my office kitchen. And uh-huh. we're gonna do a meal together. You know, your version of red beans yep. red, or your yep. version of cornbread or yep. your version of whatever your version is, Roushon yep. McDonald can match it. How about that? So we, got a, we got a
2: challenge going okay, cool. on. Okay,
1: okay, cool. Okay, cool. So we
2: challenging but me, everybody. But let, me, but let me tell you something. Okay, Sister I girl. just did a video with a girlfriend of mine who's a filmmaker, mm-hmm. and I uh, did a video for a project that I'm um, thinking about. Uh, latching okay. on to New York. Mm-hmm. And uh and I did it with my daughter, my granddaughter at it. And my granddaughter's twelve, she did her version of Shrimp and Grits. Okay. And I did my version of Shrimp and Grits mm-hmm. for my show that's called Something to Eat with Joe Marie. <laughs> The boy be thinking of good
1: stuff. Oh, what they say, you say it, you put it out in the orbit, put it out in the uh-huh. universe, and it's going to happen. Uh-huh. Okay, so, uh-huh. so tell us uh-huh. about this 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 cooking show because uh, I'm, a, I'm a foodie. I'm a food fanatic. Okay, uh-huh. I love food. Uh-huh. I, got, I got a little segment on my Facebook called Rushan Eats, different places I went uh-huh. around the country to eat, just throwing people uh-huh. love because I got like almost a million followers. So uh-huh. I just post people free just to give them hype and give them some respect. And especially yeah, if they're uh-huh. black restaurants, they need all the Love they can get so yes. so so you just threw out shrimp and grits, okay? Uh, oh, okay, I'm a grits man, see, everybody, I'm a, I love me some grits, okay? So, so not, in, not with sugar
2: though, I might I wasn't raised like that. I oh, no. grits just have some I'm good gonna, old butter, some
1: real butter, Marie, pepper Marie, on you straight, lemon. you straight and, uh, country, just like me.
2: I don't know, anybody say that.
1: sugar. And grits to me need to be slapped. I really, I'm just. Tell you, I don't care if you. I'm not being offended anybody. But uh-huh. grits need if you if you really get in country some of that bacon grease you pour uh-huh. it on top of the grits. Okay,
3: uh-huh.
1: that uh-huh. way you don't need the salt and pepper. Just okay. put some bacon grease, or you can be uh-huh. cool. Just put some uh-huh. butter, uh-huh. pepper, salt. Uh huh. Get that bad part right, and okay. you're done. You're done. Uh-huh.
2: That's it. See, that's she
1: country. It, she it. country. She straight country. It. I love it. Yeah, she so, went, from, she you know, went from Albany, gonna, Opelika, Florida. I'm going to tell you something.
2: You know, going back um, to what you said, you know, going back to college and funding and all that kind of stuff, I, I remember I was doing fundraising mm-hmm. for one of the universities. Yes, ma'am.
0: And when I went in to speak with them about an endowment. Mm-hmm. It's finally here, the season of celebration. And no matter how you celebrate with family and friends, O-T-T-E-R dot A-I.
2: I found out that they had got a donation to Dillard. A million dollar endowment to Dillard to preserve the black cooking style. Wow. I asked them if I could go out and tell my children that it was there. They said, absolutely.
3: But
2: mm-hmm. so You know something? We got to eat.
3: Right, right.
2: And with all mm-hmm. the stuff going on right now, <laughs> we're going back <laughs> and forth <working laughs> to stores. That, that's where we go into that other side of, there is something for everybody mm-hmm. past what we get in in our regular general education. Right. See what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Right. Mm-hmm. That they can. Some of the some of the the highest paid festivals in the world are chefs. Mm-hmm. And they're not just the ones that are in the big restaurants. Right. They're the ones that do a lot of testing and all that right. stuff. They're mm-hmm. the ones that probably prepared along with scientists, the food for the astronauts. To Absolutely. Them, or Absolutely. for our armed, armed forces or whatever. Absolutely. There is mm-hmm. a job, a responsibility, a duty, a love out there for everybody. Right. And sometimes you just got to go beyond. Your, your your basic education, right? And, uh, and that's why we need to make sure that we keep funds available mm-hmm. for these kids to go into these schools to do it. But also, the the universities, colleges, and universities have to come up to par. Also, right. I don't know what they're doing right now. Years ago, I kind of knew had a general idea of what the studies were and, mm-hmm. and w- what was required, and this, that, and the other. But I'm sure that things have changed now. If they haven't changed as much, then they need to change much more. Right. Come up to where we need to be technically, scientifically, medically, and all that other stuff. And so that's why I agreed to continue. And I probably will always do it in some some way, on some level, to always try to help some young person and even some mature person. Because I remember there was a time I gave out uh, scholarships to to. Uh, some young people. Mm-hmm. And we were at the ceremony and then one of the young people took part of their money and shared it. This was a, a, a female, an African-American female. She asked me though, she said, "Miss Payton, would you mind if I gave half of my scholarship money to my friend? And oh, she has two kids and she wants to come to school. I had no problem with that. I almost broke into tears. Mm-hmm. Then by the same token, there was another young man who was finishing up his last year and he still had funds left and he asked me if it would be all right if he passed his funds on to somebody else. It just, it, it, it just took my heart. You know, I, I don't I don't ever ask anybody to give me anything back. A man too much anybody could give me because first of all, God blessed me with he blessed me the ability to know the difference between rich and poor. And it ain't got nothing to do with what's in my pocket. Okay.
1: Right.
2: Mm-hmm. It has to do with to my, my, my heart and my soul and stuff, because I can become a millionaire, a multimillionaire today and tomorrow, be a part.
1: Absolutely. Why
2: well, I can be sick and not be able to enjoy that. Definitely. And uh, my richness and my value comes in, in my spirit,
3: mm-hmm.
2: in my belief and understanding that I'm not responsible for anything, but how I treat people, how I let people treat me, and who I believe in, and I believe in him. And he mm-hmm. takes care of me. Mm-hmm. So he makes sure that I don't get caught up in anything except what's necessary and what's available and mm-hmm. also what's important to people. I love it when I see people progress. I love it when I see young people good doing things that's their heart's desire. It makes me feel good. It, that's the kind of stuff that'll make you take the shirt off your back and give it to them. That's the kind of stuff to say, you take this, you're going to use this, because I know you're going to put it to good use, because you understand that it ain't just about you. You want to be a contributor to the world in some way that's lasting, that's everlasting, although you won't be here. Right. The end of time, You want to be able to contribute and leave something. That's why we need people to donate to these colleges. That's why we need the money for those who have that passion. And I always tell people, do tell the young people anyway, you are going to have an opportunity in this life because we, we, we're under the service of a, somebody that's so powerful and so awesome until you're going to have the opportunity to maybe have three careers. One third of your life, you're going to spend doing something that maybe you don't like to do it, but you're good at it, so you make a lot of money at it.
3: Mm-hmm. and then you're
2: going to spend one third of your life doing something that you love so much you're there for free that's your passion <laughs> and then you're going to spend one third of your life floating around saying well now what am I going to do now you know
3: because
2: mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. life mm-hmm. and we say an awesome God so you got an opportunity to do that so the young people that have a harsh desire to do something or be a contributor in a, in a special way that's the kind of person I really want to push that's the kind of person that I really want to I'll beg for some scholarship money. I'll beg for some investment money. I'll beg for that kind of person because I know that what they want is coming from deep inside. And they feel it like that because they can put it out like that because they know it's not just for them.
1: Wow. Wow. You listen to Joe Marie Payton, and this is the Voorhees Streamathon Hype Show. And when I say hype show today on Sunday, we're just hyping it because on December the first—that's Tuesday—the actual Streamathon will happen. Where our goal is to raise, and she said it—we're going to raise one million dollars. But we need your help to raise that one million dollars because we motivated to create change, and HBCUs, HBCUs have been pushed out into the into the light because of President Elect. Kamala Harris, the vice president-elect, Kamala Harris is a graduate of HBCU and a member of the AKA sorority. Just and add so more, add AKA more, also. see, add more blackness. See, you, I you, I, I, I keep telling you, I'm gonna make a mega sci-fi. By the way, just let you know, just let oh, you know, right, just, right. just let you know. See, <laughs> see, when you go that way, I'm gonna follow you right <laughs> down the road. Okay, okay, six, okay.
2: Six, okay. And what's the, so wonderful about that too? Is that those organizations, all of them are about service? They mm-hmm. always have been about service, mm-hmm. which is why they're so powerful, not only nationally, but internationally. Right. And uh, and, and it's wonderful that they're represented the way they are represented, represented on the college campuses, you know. Right. Mm-hmm. And we want to we want, we want our, our young people that are going in to keep that in mind too. You know, Pedge. Be of service. Right. Be be, 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 be diligent. Right. In, in your studies,
3: mm-hmm.
2: please don't waste time. Don't mm-hmm. go in there to just party. Have mm-hmm. some fun, but don't go in there just party. Mm-hmm. Don't let your parents, whether you got money, whether you got money donated, whether you got a scholarship, whatever, don't let that money be wasted. Go in there and do what you're supposed to do. Come on out and do what needs to be done.
1: <laughs> there you go. Okay. You know, Ms. Payton, let's, let's talk about, uh, you know, we talked about HBCU, we talked about family, we talked about living dreams, and we talked about trying to change lives with these scholarships dollars that we're trying to raise for the stream which is happening Tuesday, December 1st, and we want people to make a donation. And the fact that these donations are tax-deductible, that's going to be real. They're tax-deductible. This time of the year is when people make these type of donations. And like I always tell anybody, it's, a you know, a dollar got President elect joe biden elected so it doesn't take much to be a donation And more importantly it's about understanding the change that you can make when you make effort to create change and your life when you look Mm -hmm. at the the things that's happening covid happened this year we didn't see that coming how did it affect you because i my my story i tell everybody honestly you know when it happened it was like uh, moving in slow motion I didn't uh-huh. know how to go out in public initially. I had my gloves, I had my Perel, I had my mask. In fact, I didn't have a mask at the time. I had a kind of like a ski mask. Uh-huh. I just kind of like pulled it up above my nose and I went in Home Depot and I came out. I didn't know, did I open the door too fast or do I put Perel on? And so uh-huh. I just locked down into the house for about several weeks till I uh-huh. trying to figure it out. Cause it was the whole factor, it was so much unknown about uh-huh. COVID. And I say we know a lot now, but we kind wow. of know how to live with it now. How did they react to you, and how did you deal with it in your family and the surrounding individuals who you come in contact with?
2: Okay, you know, first off, when we, um, when we got the notice that we had to lock down, mm-hmm. I was uh, mm-hmm. for a facilitator for an after-school program mm-hmm. in the arts in theater. and theater. Uh, and we were just getting ready to do one qualified tribute to the OJs, all my little people. We were waiting, costumes and made and everything. i making all. And we never got a chance to do it. Mm-hmm. And uh, so the, the first hit I got was I missed my kids. And I know they missed me. And it wasn't just about the show. I had been with these young people for like two years. I the Performing Center. Now, as far as my immediate families, I missed them. That, that because I was on a schedule with them.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Now, my immediate family, my husband is a respiratory therapist. Mm. So I spent pay time praying for him to be safe. At the hospital, him and all the other medical professionals, but also pray that he can bring it home to me. Absolutely. But also, I prayed for my daughter Mm -hmm. who works for the county, and she couldn't stop work right then, right Mm -hmm. that minute. But she did eventually come home, and my granddaughter, of course, was underage, so she didn't stay there. Mm -hmm. I stayed home. They say stay home. So I basically, for the most part, I stayed home. Whenever I needed something, my daughter would go out for me to get it. Or I start ordering stuff to, to order and to bring it to my house. I became the queen of Amazon and Walmart and Target and everybody else that was the Sam's Club, everybody. Mm-hmm. I order it into the house. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, I sat up there and gained like about 10 pounds like everybody else did. Mm-hmm. I did. But the, but the way I handled it was that I tried to follow the science
3: mm-hmm.
2: and what people were saying mm-hmm. and the way my husband was feeling when he would come home like he looking like he was going to drop dead at the door, you know, mm-hmm. pulling off all his stuff, and dropping it in a special bag. Well, of course, they don't come home with that stuff, but back in a hazmat suit. Mm-hmm. But dropping the stuff in a special bag and washing his clothes, stuff, and then, you know, we tried to be, we tried to use the caution that we knew we had to use. Mm-hmm. We also use the mindset because even though we're strong and healthy, there are a lot of people that are not. Right. That's why I can't understand why nobody wants to wear. Well, not nobody, but a lot of people get upset about wearing the mask. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm just going to be upfront with everybody about this. I, I've suffered from AFib, and I uh, have ap I've had AFib for the last four years, mm-hmm. and all. And for a lot of people don't know what that is that's an irregular heart rhythm mm-hmm. is what I had. So mm-hmm. it, it was hard, kind of hard to. Breeze, sometimes. I get a little winded, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Get a little winded, mm-hmm. and I was always the kind of like Leo, mm-hmm. I'm a hyper. Pisces. I am trying to always move fast, mm-hmm. and fast, I fast, talk fast, I do everything fast. Mm-hmm. For something to hit me like that, when I thought it was bronchitis mm-hmm. and I thought I have apia, and I said, What the hell is apia? Mm-hmm. So they told me what it was, and I was in the hospital, I went to the emergency. You know, I told my daughter, my husband wasn't home, and like I said, he's a respiratory therapist. He came home, and I said, babe, check me, check me. He said, what I said, I can't breathe, I can't breathe, I can't breathe, he said, well, let, let me shower real quick. And I said, no, Chantel's on her way. So my daughter took me to emergency. When I got to emergency, they said, "Miss Peyton, what happened, I said, I can't breathe. They started running and carrying on, and they took like a few hours or whatever. And then I said, listen, Give me some robot or something, let me get up out of here. Y'all just give me something so I can breathe, you know. <laughs> and they said, No, Miss Payton, your heart rate, they told me what the heart rate was. Uh-uh, we can let you go need to the hospital. Mm-hmm.
3: That
2: evening, um uh, my cardiologist came in, the one I had a loving death. can he said, Miss Peyton, he said, Um, we're gonna have to keep you and find out what this is. I'm I'm get, I'm gonna get to the main party.
0: Mm-hmm. You
2: gotta keep you and find out what took your made, what made your heart race like that. You were on the verge of maybe. Having a stroke, you know, mm-hmm. and saying, You look healthy, I'm not diabetic, I don't have high cholesterol, I don't have any of that stuff. And I'm 70 years old this year, but mm-hmm. I was 60, uh, whatever, 66, whatever, at that time. So anyway, then they came in the next, I stayed that night, mad, it's mm-hmm. all get up and go because I'm not used <laughs> to being in the hospital and people don't know me like that. Mm-hmm. So the next day I said, Well, okay, then can I go home? They said no. And then they came in, they had on masks and they put stuff on the door and they put quarantine. I said, Okay, now y'all really scare me, what is going on? And so we're trying to figure out what kind of, what, what triggered this, what happened, you know, we got to do some extra, some more um, exams, a respiratory, mm-hmm. upper respiratory, mm-hmm. whatever it is. And so uh, I said, okay, then they came back that night, this is Sunday night, I went there Saturday morning, came back that Sunday night, and they say, okay, Miss Payton, we figured out what it was. And I said, what is it? They said, you have a rhinovirus. I said, what the hell is a rhinovirus? And they said, the rhinovirus in the nose, it was all in my nose, that's why we didn't hear it in my chest and it, it was all in my nose like mm. it was like when I tell people I was blowing my nose prior to that and it was like that glue, you know that old glue that mm-hmm. you used to, that brown glue it was thick like that when I blow it on my nose so that was stuck in my nose, I'm believing that I had anxiety attack because I couldn't breathe in it through my heart rhythm off, electricity. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. long story short he came in and he said "Miss Payton, we got to reset your heart I almost fell out the bed <laughs>
1: reset your heart <laughs>
2: reset my heart. I said, when, when are you going to reset it to? They say, well, we're going to reset it back to normal and then they stop laughing. I said, what well, I was always told I had an athlete had a slow heartbeat. Mm-hmm. I say that to say this. It was difficult for me to put that mask on. One of the main reasons until I stayed home is because I didn't want to put that mask on mm-hmm. and I knew if I went anywhere to visit my daughter or to go pick up my meds, although I could have had them brought in, mm-hmm. I, I like going to get my, I know Mm -hmm. my people at my pharmacy. Mm -hmm. I know their names. Mm -hmm. I like them. Mm -hmm. I want to see them. So I Mm -hmm. can go out once or twice a week. But I hated putting that mask on. My husband, right now, I may may have like five or six different masks. He's a respiratory therapist. He would bring me different masks to try. None of them made me happy. But you know what? I wore that mask anyway. Mm
3: -hmm.
2: I still wear a mask when I go out. I got about five or six of them in my car. And not only that, I have a homeless man that I love to death. His name is Travis, mm-hmm. and I've been back home 13 years. I came there to take care of my mom. who got sick, and my brothers and sisters were all nine to fives, and I, my spirit was more flexible. This homeless fella that I that I took to up, I love him to death.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: His name mm-hmm. is Travis. He's here in Miami. A lot of people in Miami, Miami Gardens, they know him. The first thing I thought about I said, oh my God, Travis don't have no mask. They're not gonna let him in the store, you know, because mm-hmm. he, he's this, He's dirty and stuff. Mm-hmm. And he knows my car because I blow. Mm-hmm. I blow and he knew my black Cadillac. Mm-hmm. Whenever mm-hmm. I blow, like Travis, <laughs> in wintertime, Travis got a blanket. Mm-hmm. He got a little mm-hmm. Christmas box or whatever with some cookies and stuff that won't get wet. Because mm-hmm. I know he's going to stay there. But he's happy there. But he's happy there. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I knew he needed to go in the store to get his vegetables and things. And so I had an extra packet of a bass for him.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And when I gave him the mask... He looked at me, his eyes got real wide, and he said, Thank you.
3: Mm-hmm. God bless you. hmm
2: I, I I what can I say? I, nobody can make you wear the mask. Right. The mask is not just for you, although you need it, it will help you. Mm-hmm. The mask is to help other people. Mm-hmm. We can do this in the schools. The kids, my grandbaby, want to go back to school so bad. Mm-hmm. My daughter has her out. Some of her friends are already going back, mm-hmm. and then we found out one of the little kid's in there got you know COVID, and one of the teachers got the teachers back. Now, a little kid will be back too. in mm-hmm. well, the pandemic,
3: mm-hmm.
2: it, it's a dangerous thing. Mm-hmm. Not only in the schools, in, in the homes, in the in the in the, in the, the for sure in the hospitals, mm-hmm. on the streets, wherever else. Mm-hmm. But if I if I had to say something that really came from my heart about this whole situation. It's not going to kill me to wear the mask. Right. It might save your life and somebody else's life. Right. Well, it's not an easy thing. And the minute I get in my car, I snatch it off. <laughs> Just before I go get out of my car, I'm mad, putting it on. But I'm still here. Mm-hmm. I'm still healthy. My family's helping, thank God. My, my neighbors, I've lost a few cousins and a few friends, mm-hmm. so it is personal. Mm-hmm. But I know these people want to go to school, not just the little kids like my grandbaby, mm-hmm. the college students, because mm-hmm. they like that interaction. Right. They like that professor standing up there. They like that. They like that dialogue between each other. And mm-hmm. all. we gonna do whatever we have to do in order to continue to learn mm-hmm. in education. And we gonna help them. We gonna help all these kids. Even if we have to be virtual a little bit more, but I think, like they say, there is a light at the end of the tunnel. Yes, it is. So, so we got a lot of young people going back into the brick and mortar, going back into the buildings. And when they get there, we need to be prepared for them. Mm -hmm. That's everything from the, from the nursery school, from the kindergarten, all the way up to the elementary, the junior high, the middle school, (laughs) the high school, all the way to the college and universities, Harvard and Yale and all the others. We can't stop learning. We can't stop living. And for sure, we can't stop giving. Now, on December 1st, I want everybody to call that dues day. Dues day, Tuesday. Pay (laughs) your dues. Help some of these students, these people that will probably be in a position to help us later on in life. It's going to get better. We're going to make it better. And we're going to get that million dollars on Tuesday because y'all are going to help us. I know that.
1: Joe Marie, thank you for being on the show. Thank you for being a part. You are the official chair of the event, the Voorhees Streamathon Tuesday, December 1st. Appreciate the time. You owe me something. We're going we're gonna to reconnect because uh, you owe me some cook-offs and I want to promote that new TV show, that cooking show yep. that you got coming up. So our relationship is bonded. I yep. love you. You got nine. I got nine. You from the country. I'm from the country. All right. We love each other. We stay oh, t- and also like
2: say thank you to all the celebrities that have agreed mm-hmm. to jump on board, you know, and, and understand how wonderful it is to love these kids and and uh and to love our HBCUs and want to give back and, and just contribute uh something that we know don't cost nothing and that's our time, you know. Um our time and our love. Awesome. You know, so for all of my, my Friends out there, all of my colleagues out there, <laughs> and those that want to jump on board too, because there's are some that have been calling me now. I go. love you guys so much. Let's just do it for, Boy He's, for the Voorhees family, college family, mm-hmm. and, and mm-hmm. all the other HBCUs. Come right. on, let's come up. I want to tell March. you something. Mm-hmm. I went mm-hmm. in, I never worked with it, was years ago, and this was uh, Morris Brown. I was mm-hmm. visiting yeah, Atlanta, 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 Georgia. Georgia.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: But I, went to, I was at Morris Brown, and this is at the time where they were dissolved and things were going mm-hmm. down. And uh, one of my daughter's friends was there and all the kids ran out and I felt so bad because they thought I came there to save the student. If I if I could have saved the student
3: mm-hmm.
2: financially, I would have saved
3: mm-hmm. the student. Mm-hmm. By the same
2: token, Florida Memorial is our historical black College down here in Miami. Mm-hmm. And I go out there and do do things for them also. But one of the first times I actually got a chance to go beyond the theater, the New Rose Performing Arts Center, mm-hmm. which is basically where I would go to do whatever I had to do and I watched the kids perform or whatever. I had to go around because one of my, my my girlfriends taught music out there, taught instruments and things, violin and stuff. And so I had to go around to the back of the college. When I went to the back of the college, I sat in my car for about five minutes and I cried. And I said, oh my God. Oh my God, they need help so bad. I said, mm-hmm. I was always in the front. I always saw what they wanted me to see. Right. That time I saw what I needed
3: to mm-hmm. see. Mm-hmm. So
2: when I say that, Our Boris family needs it. All of our HBCUs, colleges, colleges and universities need it. Mm -hmm. You're going to see what they, what a lot of them want you to see. And some of them, and for the most part, what you see is what it is. But if you see something that's not what it is, let your heart tell you to help make it better. Because there's always going to be some young people that want to go beyond what they already know. They want to know more. They want to do more. They want to be more. And we should know.
1: We will. And we will. And we will. Thank you, Joe Marie Payton. Thank you for coming you. on the show. Streamathon December 1st. She's the chairperson again. Thank you. God bless you. I appreciate you. you. Talk soon. Bye-bye. Right.
0: Be safe. Okie dokie. In this season of giving, Kohl's has gifts for all your loved ones. For those who like to keep it cozy, find fleeces, sweaters, loungewear, blankets, and throws. Brought
2: to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad Council.